Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Direct to Audio. This is not going to be a normal episode. This is a bonus. As you can hear, there's no intro. There's not going to be an outro. This is just going to be a little bit of a treat for y'all. Because, one, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. And I have my Beetlejuice coffee cup here with my Cane Hotter coffee from Dead Sled Coffee. It's darker than I like for my coffee, but when Jason Voorhees roasts a coffee bean and has it sold exclusively somewhere, you got to kind of take advantage of that. So I'm trying to celebrate the best I can, and I wanted to take this episode to just do a couple little tidying up things and say little thank yous and just have a little fun while we do here. So I am going to, one, thank you all for listening and being a part of this fun journey and there have been many, I'm not sure what you even call them, kind of like calendar things. Um, you see them on like Instagram and social media posts. And what they have is they have like day one, two, three, and you go through and each day is listed as like a name your favorite movie from this, name your least favorite movie, and it goes on for 31 days. So there's a Halloween themed one that I found by Real Cinephilia. Um, and it's 31 days. I've been doing it on my personal Instagram, not on the podcast's Instagram, at Direct Audio. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through and chat about my choice for each of the days, I guess, as we could say. So we're going to do that in a second. But I want to thank everybody for listening to Spooky Season. Again, if you can't tell, Spooky Season is my favorite season. Halloween is something that my family has always celebrated and although when I was a kid I despised it um, I was too scared but it took some time for me to really start to appreciate Halloween and the holiday and the movies and all the little things that come with it so I hope that you guys can celebrate responsibly safe and if you listen to this afterwards which most likely you are I hope you had a good Halloween uh, storm just broke into the recording area let's see if he wants to come say hi he just finished eating I think so he is near the microphone. He might... Oh, there he is. Hey, buddy. Yep, we're just recording a little bit. Come on, come lay down. To get back on track, though, I had a great time doing the spooky season, and we'll keep doing spooky season and horror movies and kind of horror-adjacent movies as we go along. If you can, reach out. Let me know what your favorite episode was. I always like hearing some feedback and hearing what people think. But still going to be doing weekly episodes. They might not be as structured as these were where they came out every Saturday on Saturday. Sometimes I release them early, sometimes later. It just depends on how long the episode is and how much editing I have to do. This is going to be bare bones editing. I don't really want to do too much. And you might hear a lot more ums and my voice might not sound great. Um, also, I just woke up and we were out last night at a local brewery. They had $3 pints and a band. Had a couple beers. Almost sounded like Stone Cold Steve Austin there. Had a couple beers. And uh, dressed up as President Loki. And had a good time. So it might sound a little bit different, but that's okay. I'm not too worried about that. This is a bonus episode. This is your treat in your trick or treat. Not really doing any tricks. It's just too much work to do something tricky. And speaking of it, we're just going to get right into it right now. So this 31 Days of Halloween Horror Movie Challenge uh, by At Real Cinephilia. Um, cinephilia? I'm not really sure. I honestly don't follow them on Instagram. I just found this in one of my friend's pages, and I thought it'd be a fun thing to go through. A couple of these are pretty good. Some of them are kind of meh, but, you know, that happens. And 
How it's going to work is I'm going to list two movies, kind of like the one I think of, and then a runner-up, because a lot of these, after doing them for the past, you know, like month, you get a lot of layover, because some of them kind of have similar answers, so I want to kind of spread it out a little bit. One, I think it's a fun thing for y'all to do, too. You can play along and think about what your answer would be, Uh, or you might be able to get a movie recommendation and think about something new. Plus, it gives me time to talk about horror movies one last time, and I'm never going to turn that down. So let me take a sip of my coffee, and then we're going to get into it. Day one is movies that get you into the Halloween spirit. So I try to think of the first movie that we typically watch in spooky season, like when September rolls around, because for us, again, we start September 1st. And weirdly enough, it's The Addams Family, the first one with Raul Julia, Um, although yes, I know that script is a bit of a mess. I know that the behind the scenes stuff was a little messy with how they're writing the script, but I don't care. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I love the acting. I love the lines. We quote it way too much for our own good. 2, 10, 11, eyes, fingers, toes. And if you don't like the Morticia and Gomez romance, you know, I don't know what I can do for you because that is the dream romance right there but always a great time we love watching it and it's something that again makes me feel like Halloween season has officially started to get another one I mean if we're going to go kind of carte blanche here you put on Halloween that's going to do it too but I think if I'm going to go a different route Ghostbusters is another one for me too when I watch Ghostbusters that's kind of like a signaling of like, oh yeah, it is spooky season right now. You get them. I think for me, when it's coming to spooky season stuff and make me feel like the Halloween spirit, I don't want something super scary. I want something that's going to kind of casually ease me into it. I want like a horror comedy. That's why you can kind of see my picks. Also Beetlejuice as well. Um, something that's just a little more on the fun side, just to kind of get me amped up for. I don't want to be scared right off the bat. I want to kind of be like, oh yeah, here we go. Feeling those kind of spooky feelings. Moving on though. We have day two, favorite slasher horror movie. Now, this one's a little tough because for me, probably it's going to be Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Um, As everybody knows, I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan. That one's just a lot of fun. And I think with slashers, you want them to be more fun. Uh, I'm not watching them for like super grotesque murders or nudity or whatever. And... Jason Lives really does a nice balance where it's like, these are cool special effects. It's fun, and there actually is no nudity in that one at all. So if that's what you're into, apologies. But I feel like that's one that I like to pop on, and I can enjoy it. Uh, If I'm doing a second pick, see, this one's hard because I love Halloween again. I love Scream. uh, But I'm going to say Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's a very different take on a slasher. But a really interesting one, and obviously you can't go wrong with Nancy Thompson, love, and you can't really go wrong with Freddy Krueger. So, it's my number two pick there. But there's so many options. That one's like a giant bucket that you can just pick out. I mean, I didn't even say Halloween 2, the original from the 1980s. That one's always great too. And then those like really low-budget weird slashers that kind of flooded the, um, you know, early 80s. Uh, If you don't know, listen to my episode on slashers from Spooky Season. Number three, or day three, favorite psychological horror movie. So 
I think when I'm thinking about psychological horror movies, the one that gets me is Silence of the Lambs. That one's just fantastic. And one of the greatest performances of all time. I think it's scary, but also compelling. It's not really jump scare heavy, and it's not going to like throw itself at you. But what it's going to do is it's going to slowly bring that horror in. Um, see, this one's really tough because psychological, I think that the way they're thinking about it, it's kind of broad. So, I mean, I'm thinking about like the more modern ones like Hereditary, The Lighthouse, um, but you can even go pretty far back, Exorcist. Um, but I think I'm going to go a second one. Oh man, I do like the Babadook too. That is a great one. Uh, the original Suspiria, that's a classic. But I think if I'm going to go number two, and I'm going to try to do a second one, uh, The Shining. I think The Shining is one of the greatest movies of all time. And that's kind of a mix of a couple different genres, but, um, that's going to be the easy number two pick there. Day four, favorite sci-fi horror movie alien i mean again it's one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time and we just talked about this in the past episode you know we went really in depth with what makes alien great and i really can't top that one uh but i'm gonna be honest with you i just thought of a different one and i'm gonna throw that on there too it's a really off the wall answer but killer clowns from outer space still counts they're from outer space that's science fiction and is it way worse than alien probably definitely but it's a lot of fun i love shorty i love mike tobacco what a great main character name i'm looking at my cotton candy gun in the corner that i got from spirit halloween yes i found two actually one for me and one for steven though one broke so kind of a bummer but we do have them and i was very excited to get that uh if you're on ebay and you're scalping those out or whatever you'd call them and selling them for a higher price you're part of the problem and i despise you Stop buying things and then upcharging by way too much money. Those things were $25 a piece. Should be buying them online for $80. You are really messing stuff up and I don't like you. Let people have fun. Let people go get cotton candy guns. Why do you need to buy all of them? I bought two because we wanted two. One for me, one for him. That's it. Buy what you need. Leave the rest for the other people. Anywho, mini tangent gone. But yes, Killer Clowns from Our Space is one of my favorite horror movies. And one of my favorite spooky season movies, it's a classic. And I'm trying to find the time to cover on the pod. It'll probably be a me and Steven thing, but I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay, so day five is a great day. It is my favorite giallo crime horror movie. So, for those of you who do not know, giallo films are Italian horror films. I talked about this in the Slasher episode. If you haven't listened already, go check that out. But... They're very crime-driven. They're slasher movies with some sort of mystery element attached with it. And normally a lot of blood, a lot of just over-the-top murder sequences. And they're fantastic. I fucking love Giallo films. They are great. And I would love to cover them on the podcast one day. But that might be a little too much for some people. We'll figure it out. Suspiria technically does not count as a giallo film because it's not really a slasher, even though it has elements. It is a Dario Argento film, but Argento, real quick for those who don't know, is one of the like kings of giallo films. Him and uh, Mario Bava are like the two directors. Think of it like on our end, 
Wes Craven, John Carpenter are like big for slasher movies and horror in the Italian giallo film aisle. It's going to be Bava and Argento. So if we're doing a Bava film, though, it's Bay of Blood. That one's great. A lot of things got taken by Friday the 13th from that movie. Uh, We'll get into it in a bit because one of these answers is definitely going to answer for Bay of Blood. But if you're looking at Giallo, although I do love Suspiria, it's got to go to Argento's Deep Red. I mean, that movie's just good. Like, for slasher movies, and a lot of times people are like, oh man, slasher is kind of cheesy and meh. No, Deep Red is just good. There's a jump scare in there with a puppet that gets me every time. I think it gets most people. It's a really good movie. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you don't like your movies being dubbed over, though, uh, you're not going to like these. If you've ever seen, like, um, A Few Dollars More or The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and some of those um, dubs where they put English actors' voices over the uh, Italian actors in the Spaghetti Western there. Uh, Yep, it's all that in this because it's very similar. And it can be very jarring at times so i do apologize for that but if you can go through that you're gonna have an amazing time because those movies are art pieces just gorgeous colors and some great great acting and also just gore they don't skimp out on gore at all they make you look at it and it's pretty great next up day six favorite body horror movie uh this is the fly Jeff Goldblum transforming into a fly in front of your very eyes with Gina Davis. Again, love me some Gina Davis. Uh, David Cronenberg created just a grotesque masterpiece. Um, Body horror is hard to watch, but amazing when you can get through it. Now, here's where it's going to kind of get a little bit in the kind of gray waters area because technically reanimator could fall into this spot i do love reanimator technically the thing could fall into this spot um and that's my favorite movie of all time just biz cash huge fan of it you know for this one it's going to be reanimator now that i think about it that's easily up there that'd probably be my number one if i'm going to call it that um that and the fly are just two great movies but reanimator just really tells a great tale of herbert west slowly slipping into madness or already being there and bringing dan with him and their trials and errors of trying to reanimate dead tissue it's also just funny at times like cat dead details later love herbert west that's a costume i want to do in the future i highly recommend that one and uh that's going to be again peak body horror for people who um aren't really into that genre because that's a hard genre to get into i'll be honest day seven favorite opening scene it's scream i mean that opening scene is one of the best ever so good um it just really catches you off guard unless you already know what's going to be happening but that's a really fun investing scene Wes Craven just made a literal masterpiece, and I say it all the time, but that one's for real. Um, Just a great opening sequence that gets you right into the movie, catches you off guard, and it really just sets up this idea that no one is safe, um, which is a great thing to have in a slasher movie, especially with kind of an unknown-y type cast in some of the roles. Um, Also, we love Matthew Lillard, and he's in there. Uh, If I'm going for another one... Everyone always says Ghost Ship. Um, that one's always like 
jarring to see, but I'm doing something a little bit different. Uh, the new Evil Dead, when the daughter's possessed and the father's having to burn her alive, and then it just jumps right into that big opening title card. Oh, man, that one, like, if you thought this movie was fun, like Evil Dead 2, you're in for a bad time. Uh, or if you want it to be more serious, you're in for a great time. That opening scene is excellent. Um, another honorable mention there, uh, House of Thousand Corpses. Although I don't like that movie, Captain Spaulding. That's a pretty great scene. Day 8, favorite comedic horror movie. I mean, I already said Killer Clowns. I already said Reanimator. And um, I'm going to try to swing it somewhere else. Uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Excellent. Um, I think, again, if you're going to be trying to make a movie that satirizes the tropes of a slasher movie, they do a really great job. And I'm always really... I'm always inclined to recommend people to watch it because I feel like it's something everybody can enjoy. Even if you don't like slasher movies, it's just a straight up fun comedy. Um, Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine um, are great as the titular duo. And I mean, some of the lines that Alan Tudyk gets to say uh, just make me crack up every time uh, <laughs> when he's trying to explain to the cop what's going on. Um, but we just brought it up, so I'll say it again. Uh, Fear comedic horror movie there, too. Evil Dead 2. You really can't go wrong with... Um, it, might, it might not be meant to be straight-up comedic, but I think now it's gotten that kind of culty type following behind it. Not even cult, it's just a great movie. But I literally remember me and my friends in high school talking about this movie and what we had heard about the chainsaw arm and watching a clip on YouTube... Um, to uh, Flagpole Seattle, whatever that song's called, um, of all like the greatest clips from Evil Dead 2. And we would watch it and be like, oh man, this is great. So that one is always going to have a soft spot in my heart. But I think that Tucker and Dale, Cabin in the Woods, that's also a great movie too. Um, that's what I recommend. Trying to give you a little bit more of a deep cut there. Day 9, favorite home invasion horror movie. This is one genre I'm not really a fan of. I just can't really get into it. Um, but if I'm going to try to think of some that I can throw out there, The First Purge, not the movie The First Purge, but the inaugural Purge movie, the one that came out <laughs> first chronologically. They kind of mess it up with naming the other movie First Purge. Uh, is totally different than the other Purge movies. The other Purge movies kind of fall into this more like action slasher. It's a weird one. I don't like the Purge movies, but the first one is an actual home invasion movie. Uh, it has some really good scares. Plus, Lena Headey, uh, she's a queen, literally and figuratively. So, love that. And then I think another one, Strangers Pray at Night is really good. I love how they do kind of like homages to the 80s especially with that pool sequence i mean my goodness what an excellent sequence to show um with total eclipse of the heart playing and when he gets down to the water the music kind of fades out and then he comes up i really enjoyed that movie although some of the plot throughout kind of falls you kind of let that slide but for not my favorite genre 
I'll go with that first Purge movie. Um, day 10, favorite gothic romance. Again, another genre I'm not really a fan of. I just don't really like that gothic romance. Um, when I think of gothic romance, it just goes straight to vampires. So my first pick is going to be Dracula with Gary Oldman because Gary Oldman is hunky as hell in that movie. Even though you get Keanu Reeves is really bad acting. But I I usually would pick that if I'm watching one. Uh, or, to be honest, if I'm doing another one, Sweeney Todd has some great singing. And the gore in that movie, really well done. I love the over-the-top bright red color in contrast to the dark setting. Um, really fun. And I want to say underappreciated. I think people see that and they go, oh, it's again, it's another Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp movie. But it feels very different. And I'm a big fan of that one, even though I haven't seen it in a while. Um that's one that I remember watching and being like, this is great. Um, I also like musicals, so that's always a good one too. So Sweeney Todd and Dracula. Again, gothic romance, horror movies, not my cup of tea. Uh, if you have ones that you can think of for some of those options that you feel like might get me into the genre, let me know. Day 11 though, favorite creature feature. Trying to stay away from The Thing again. Uh, and also Alien. Let's go The Blob. Man, the blob scared me as a kid. It scares me now. Um, I'm usually, when I think of the blob, I think of the more modern one from 1988. That one is one that always scared me. And the idea that there's really nothing you can do, um, that's a good one. If you've never seen that blob, I don't recommend the earlier blobs as much because, you know, they're kind of those schlocky 50s, 60s. If you do like those, though, that's okay. That's on you. Um, and I think you can enjoy them. I think the newer one has some good gore. And I think it has a compelling story that can at least keep you entertained. But for a sequel... For a sequel. For the second movie in my two pick here. I'm never going to shy away from saying how much I enjoy Anaconda. Because you get some fantastic over-the-top acting by John Voight with his like weird accent that I don't know. He's supposed to be from Paraguay, I think. And it's like, I don't think you've heard Paraguay before. Um, but to go a little bit different, kind of, Predator. I've said how much I love Predator on this podcast, and I talked Max into watching it, and he really enjoyed it. Predator's good. And then Gremlins technically counts as a creature horror movie so there you go there's a couple picks for you 12 day 12 favorite zombie horror movie now this is a genre that i can get into because before it got oversaturated there are some great movies for you to watch the original night of the living dead is one of the best horror movies and best movies of all time uh, although it's in black and white it explores a lot of great themes and Deacon Jones, I mean, just eats that screen. And I love that with the minimal things that they had, they made a movie that's just perfect. I can't really think of any other words to say besides just being perfect. Uh, it's hard to watch. And it inspired 
literally every zombie movie that you've seen since because it literally created the modern day zombie before george romero created zombies in that way in night living dead they were voodoo creatures but he made it instead this modern brain dead need deep brains to survive kind of take on zombies and i think a lot of people don't watch this movie because oh it's black and white and it's old give it a chance and i think you're gonna have an amazing time when you do but second though one of my favorite movies ever return of the living dead uh a very completely different take on the zombie um but when party time comes on and that skeleton rips out of the ground and throws up the rock and roll symbol i am in to it um you get naked woman dancing on a grave site um and it knows that it's a goofy movie and it knows that it's kind of just mocking what zombie movies are but i don't care it's got some great gore tar man is a scary part every time i think it's got a great soundtrack i think it's got some good fun and i think if you watch it you might say what the fuck is this but you're gonna have a good time when you do cannot recommend return of the living dead like there are certain movies that i'm like just watch it and return of the living dead is one of them okay day 13 favorite ending of a horror movie well this is where it's coming up and it's going to come up a couple times but the ending of the thing is one of the bleakest and most satisfying endings i think i've ever seen um i don't want to spoil it here think for this part here with best ending i don't want to give it away so i'm just going to say a couple movies that i think i enjoy the ending of more and let you go watch the movie so that you can experience it and then see what your thoughts are so this ending is great the ending of halloween the original one i'm always a fan of too is it the boogeyman as a matter of fact it was Mm. loomis just killing it oh sorry for opening scenes because i looked back up and i thought about this the opening scene for halloween 2 when loomis tells the neighbor you don't know what death is and then kick it into a title card oh perfect I fucking love Dr. Loomis. Sorry, I just thought about that when I was thinking of this one. But favorite ending? Well, I mean, we can think about Saw. I think that kind of revitalized an entire genre, or created one, to be honest. But Saw's ending is excellent. A movie's going to come up very soon, The Descent. Great ending. And then Return of the Living Dead has an ending that I think about is just balls-to-the-wall crazy. Um, a movie we just talked about on the podcast, Hereditary, kooky ending. Uh, and then you really can't go wrong with the ending of The Shining. Just once it hits a certain point, excellent. So a couple great endings there. Day 14, favorite 70s horror movie. Now, I have said time and time again how much I love Halloween. But to stop being a repeating mess... I'm going to say Rocky Horror Picture Show. One, it's a musical. I fucking love musicals. Two, it is campy as all hell, and I appreciate that. And it is a horror. There is a murder. Or three. Technically four. But I love it. Um, I get amped up every single year. And when 
we jump into Sweet Transvestite, I am all in. My family loves watching this one. I love watching it. And it's something that if you like it, you're going to have a great time. But to go on top of that, another 70s horror movie that I can think of. Let's just go for it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I showed this at my Halloween party. Uh, We had it going in the living room. And a lot of people were like, what the fuck are we watching? And I'm like, yeah, it's not what you think it's going to be. It is very drawn out. It is very psychological. And it is genuinely scary. And it holds up very well. So definitely my favorite there. Day 15, favorite 80s horror movie, The Thing. I can't say it enough. It is my favorite movie ever. Kurt Russell puts in a performance for the ages as R.J. McCready. Also love Keith David. But John Carpenter created a masterpiece. Every little nugget of that movie from the scares to the body horror, to the special effects, to the music by Ennio Morricone, to the direction, to the acting. It just feels perfect. And it's scary every time. And I feel so happy when I watch it because I'm just like, I'm in awe of the movie masterpieces on there. If you've never seen John Carpenter's The Thing, I don't know how you've gotten this far into my podcast without watching it because I bring it up very often. But to go kind of a separate route and try to bring up a different 80s horror movie, although it's the decade of slashes, I'm going to try to avoid it. I'm going to say An American Werewolf in London. That movie, although very funny at times, still very scary. The werewolves look terrifying. And uh, any movie that can put Creedence Clear Art Revival in it, I'm okay with it too. Love me some American Werewolf in London. Day 16, favorite 90s horror movie, Scream. That is literally cut and dry, Scream. Wes Craven literally taking a look at a genre that he helped kind of mold, even though he came into it a little bit later, is always fun to watch. The acting is great. And it's just a good movie. But to add a second one on there, Candyman. Tony Todd as the titular Candyman is one of the greatest horror movie performances ever. But that movie has so many great layers that I always encourage people to watch. I remember, like I said, I've said this before on the podcast, I watched it in my film class. It was a genre class. We'd watch one genre every single week and write about kind of the aspects of it. And for horror movies, he chose Candyman. And I had never heard it before. I had never seen it before. And I left with so much running through my head. And it really opened my eyes to being like, oh, wow, horror movies can be so much more. Because at that time, I really wasn't into horror movies at the time. I wasn't really into slashers. That was really the only thing that I kind of liked was like the comedic types. So like the Friday 13th, I watched Halloween and I watched some of the goofier ones. And as I've said in the past, I would watch horror movies on demand, but I would always watch the ones that I had heard of before um, or had goofy titles, such as I watched like The Blob and Killer Clowns, things like that. But I had never really gone deep into the genre because I feel like Candyman might be a deeper cut back then. I feel like now it might be more popular. But watching it just opened my eyes and it changed kind of how I look at these movies because they can have a great message behind them. And they can talk about deeper subject matters. But then also, yeah, again, it's a slasher. And Tony Todd's just 
ridiculously great performance really changed again how you can look at a horror movie villain too and not even a villain he's kind of like a vigilante at times even though he still is a horror it's a weird kind of dichotomy to look at that but i love it and i love his performance and i think that's a great one to think about when you're looking at these movies day 17 favorite 2000s horror movie i said i was going to bring it up and here it is the descent if you've never seen the descent it is genuinely one of the scariest movies i've ever seen one the claustrophobia you feel watching this when they're going through these tunnels and they're cave diving scares me first and foremost and then you toss on top a monster movie it's great all female-led cast which really appreciate that but what it does in its runtime and how it scares you in multiple different ways and how it makes you feel so many different types of fear is excellent and we'll talk about great endings this one has one of the greatest endings in horror movie history so i encourage you to watch the descent even the sequel is pretty good as well the first one though is a master class and the first time i watched it i was like okay yep genuinely scary but to kind of pivot off of that my second choice here trick-or-treat we've talked about it on the pod had its own episode i love sam the anthology horror movie there is just a great fun time i gotta speed this up though because it's almost 40 minutes here day 18 favorite 2010s horror movie um hereditary had a whole episode on the podcast i think one of the best movies in the past 10 years an excellent study in a different style of horror that not a lot of people are a fan of and i can see why it's divisive but i don't care i think it's great and i'm gonna throw a different one out here the babadook another style of horror movie again but when i watched this one it genuinely scared me and i like that it took horror into a new direction this modern style of horror where it's kind of like is this even there is it all in your head um but then when you see the titular babadook it's like okay yep that's scary um and it just makes you feel a lot of emotions so that's a great one too let's go on to day 19 favorite final girl now this could be a long long list i love me some sydney prescott i love me some ellen ripley i love me some laurie strode i even like the friday 13th final girls but my girl is nancy thompson one had a crush on heather langenkamp can't really beat that but she is just a very smart i mean all these final girls are really smart but although besides you know ellen ripley everyone else is facing just flesh and blood she is trying to do this on a whole different scale fighting a literal dream demon and i like her style we talk about more final girl stuff in the slasher episode go check that out but there's so many great ones in the pantheon of slasher movies i think those are probably your top four the ones i just listed maybe you'd throw um someone from friday the 13th on there but i think that's your list right there day 20 horror movie you hate now hate's always a strong word for me i'm just gonna say i do not like the annabelle movies i don't i can respect the conjuring movies but i think the annabelle movies lose me a little bit i don't think they're really well acted and i think sometimes the scripts are kind of like meh but those are ones that i'm not really a fan of and then i'm trying to think of like a historical one that i'm not a big fan of as well to kind of maybe have you guys be like excuse me 
Um, oh, I guess I'll say this right now. All of Rob Zombie's movies, I just don't like them. I don't like that style. I don't like the over-the-top hellbilly stuff. People don't act that way. And I know that he has this bleak look on reality, but it's not really reality. And although I love Rob Zombie's music, I can't get on board with his movies. Even though I did praise House of Thousand Corpses opening, um, I can respect when a movie does something well. I just don't like the rest of the movie. So, I think hate, again, strong word. But anywho, Day 21, sequel better than the original. Friday 13th, Part 2. And here's what I want to say about this one. When it says sequel, I am going to strictly be thinking of the second movie in the franchise. I'm not going deep into the franchise. I'm like, oh, I think part six, even though it's my favorite Friday the 13th, that's too far down the line. I think sequel is the direct sequel that's right afterwards. So Friday the 13th part two, I think is better than part one. This is probably going to be a lot of slasher movies. They really do the sequel trope there. I think Child's Play 2 is better than Child's Play 1. Although I do love Child's Play 1, I think Child's Play 2 really lets um, Brad Dorf breathe in that role. And the ending is great. I mean, you can't really go wrong with how they set that up. So those are my two picks there. Day 22, a remake better than the original. Well, I've brought it up a couple times before, but The Fly, The Thing are both remakes. And I think they do a really great job in taking the original source material and adapting it. But if we're going like a modern remake... I really like the modern Friday the 13th, although it's kind of a retelling of the entire story. I think it's better than the original Friday the 13th, so if that technically counts, we will call that one. To go a little more historic, though, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version, is terrifying. Donald Sutherland's performance in that movie. Also, Jeff Goldblum really can't beat that, but... His performance is burned into my memory. It is one of the scariest movies I think I've ever seen. So Invasion of the Body Snatchers, definitely watch that if you haven't seen it. It's another horror movie classic. But the remake, because again, I think people don't think it's a remake. It is a great one. And then, top it all off, the new It movies. I mean, although I love Tim Curry, wasn't as scary as what they brought out in the 2017, I think it was. Great one. All right, day 23, most overrated horror movie. Um, hmm, this is all going to be subjective. It's kind of hard to be like, I think it's overrated because how are you looking at that? This again kind of falls in like a what you don't like category. So like for me, again, I don't like the Annabelle movies. But to kind of go back a little bit farther, I don't really like Signs. I think it's okay. Um, I'm not really a big fan of his work, so I'm not Shyamalan kind of misses me a little bit. Sixth Sense is good, but everything else I'm kind of like, you know what? It's okay. So there you go. There's an overrated one. Day 24, most underappreciated horror movie. I'm going to say it right now and I'm going to preach it till my lungs give out. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, doesn't get the respect it deserves just because Michael Myers is not in that movie doesn't mean it's bad. Like, I know it has Halloween 3. It should have not had the number in there. If this was just any other title, 
it would be a good horror movie. But just because Michael Myers is not in it, everybody hates on it and says it's crap. No, it's not crap. It might not be a masterpiece, but I still think it's a good movie. And again, any movie that has the balls to kill a kid, you gotta give it credit. But to kind of like change this a little bit and go for a different way of being underappreciated, Black Christmas pretty much invented the slasher genre for how we know it is today, yet no one really looks at it, no one really knows what it is. I think they'll know and they've heard of it before technically, but they don't actually know the nuance of it or have seen the movie. So that's one when I think about movies that don't get appreciated the way they should. That's one that literally does earn the title because people just don't give that one some respect. Uh, go watch if you've never seen it. Excellent. We're going to be covering it on the pod very soon. I'm going to get Liz to do it. So you're going to really enjoy it. Day 25, first horror movie you remember watching. Now, I really can't give you two of this because it's the first, but I remember my sister bought two DVDs, Friday 13th Part 2, Friday 13th Part 3. I remember that cover vividly in my mind. She popped in the DVD player after one of our Halloween parties, and I sat down and watched it. And I just remember seeing Baghead Jason running around, and I vividly remember laughing when Wheelchair Mark rolls up, looks around, and then gets the back of a machete and plants it in his face. He screams, oh, and then rolls down like 30 stairs, and then we we get a flash, crash zoom right into him, and then we cut to people having sex. Uh, one of the weirdest and most hilarious moments in any Friday the 13th movie, because I think it's just ridiculous, but I have a Baghead Jason Funko Pop over there. I love Friday the 13th Part 2, and it's one of the ones that I can thank for letting me get into horror, because I was like, oh, this isn't too bad, and then I watch real horror movies, and I'm like, oh, nope, a little scary. Day 26, last horror movie I watched, so this is going to kind of be a strange answer, because... The last horror movie I watched was The Thing. I watched that on Friday, but I watched two movies after that. I watched one yesterday, and I watched one on Friday night that aren't horror movies. So uh, we watched Casper from the 1990s. Uh, Not as great as I remember, but fun nonetheless. And then yesterday we watched What We Do in the Shadows, the 2014 movie. I've been watching this TV series casually just to kind of have it on in the background, um, or I'm doing something, I'll put it on just to kind of watch it and kill some time. And I've really been enjoying it, but we hadn't watched the movie in a while, so I was like, oh, let's watch that while we eat dinner. So we watched that, then we went out, and then we came back. Even though I hate doing that, I don't like stopping moving in between. We came back and we watched the rest of it. So those are two that technically don't count, and then one that does. So there you go. Horror movies I watched recently are spooky movies. Day 27, best gateway horror movies for newbies. Again, this kind of is different for everybody. I think it depends on what you like. I always say that Alien is a great starter because it's genuinely scary. It's also just genuinely good. And I think you can't go wrong. Halloween great intro slasher if you want i think everybody can enjoy that i think when you're looking at intro to newbies it just depends on how much they want to get scared if they want a genuinely scary movie to get them into it 
I think that you can look at like the Conjuring movies. They're made very well and they are genuinely scary. So you could go that route. But if they want to kind of be eased into horror, look at like Beetlejuice or Ghostbusters where they have horror elements, but they have that comedy in there as well. Kind of like what I said when I think about how I get into the spooky season spirit. That might be how you want to bring them into it. I think you don't want to overwhelm them and be like, oh yeah, here's Texas Chainsaw or here's The Exorcist. But if they're willing to be scared or they want to be scared, I think you can do that. I also don't think you should be like, let's watch Hostel. That's a really jarring film to show someone to be like, horror is actually good. So I think what you want to do is just kind of gauge who you're talking to and see like if you're looking at like let's say it's a like a teenager or a kid yeah beetlejuice ghostbusters some of those kind of horror adjacent movies maybe you can show them one like the i was gonna say friday 13th but a lot of titties in those maybe not um trick or treat i think is a fun intro movie for people too i don't think it's too hard uh it's got some scary moments and it's got some like whoa but i think you'll be able to watch it and have a good time doing it there's a good list. Hopefully you can find something in there. Day 28. This one I thought was really weird. It is favorite sex scene in a horror movie. So I mentioned it earlier. Bay of Blood, the Giallo film by Mario Bava, has a scene where two people are having sex and the killer comes in and takes a spear and stabs it between both of them while they're having sex. If that sounds familiar to you, it's because you all saw that kill in Friday the 13th Part 2. So one of those ones that sticks in your mind but i'll tell you right now in bay of blood it's way more graphic because one the actor who is having sex is not underage yes in friday 13th part two that's why they don't show anything because the actor she was underage so they kind of had to cut a lot of that out which not a bad thing don't fucking hire underage actors to do sex scenes that's gross but they also didn't know because she lied so don't lie in bay of blood though They go into it, and it's pretty good. But another good one, it's after sex, technically. I don't know if this counts, but Freddy vs. Jason. Jason stabs the fuck out of a douchebag who is, like, being a prick to his girlfriend. And he then snaps his back in half. That's a good one. Day 29. I read this wrong on my Instagram, apparently, because I thought this said, greatest movie you've ever seen. And I was confused. This one says, goriest movie you've ever seen. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about a gory fucking movie? Look at The New Evil Dead. It literally rains blood, and it's it's jarring, but in a good way. I think it's excellent. Um, chainsaw straight to the face, and she, oh my god, that movie's so fucking gory. There's a dude that gets shot with a nail gun through his hand, his face, everything. Yeah, that one's a gore fest. I think you want another gory movie, Reanimator, in a different way, is fucking gross, but cool. I fucking love that movie. But yeah, Evil Dead, I don't think anything competes with that movie. Maybe some like the zombie movies from like the 80s and 90s might do that. But that Evil Dead from 2013, good lord. Talk about gore. All right, day 30, favorite horror movie released this year. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really like a lot of horror movies from this year. I already kind of brought up to you how I didn't really like um, the 
Halloween Kills movie. I didn't really like Spiral. Not a fan of the Conjuring series in a bunch. I didn't really see that movie. So this is going to be hard for me. Maybe I'll say Spiral just to be, you know, out of all the ones I've seen, that's the one I enjoy the most, even though I thought it was okay. If I'm stretching this out to last year, uh, it's The Invisible Man. Um, Lee Winnell took one of my favorite movies ever, the original Invisible Man, because I love just how ridiculously innovative that movie is with how they made him invisible. But this one makes it more modernized, and I really liked how he did it. Uh, And a great performance by Elizabeth Moss. So that one's great. Then I really also liked The Hunt. Um, I like that it's kind of satire on political things. I think we needed that kind of movie. And it has some great acting. And some of the gore is pretty good too. So that's a good one too. But if I'm going to 2020, Invisible Man. Last but not least, Day 31. Favorite movie to watch on Halloween? Well, it's in the name right there. Halloween, 1978. John Carpenter's slasher masterpiece. We watch it every single year. We sit down, we put it on, and we enjoy it. But if I'm going to try to change it a little bit, Trick or Treat feels like Halloween night. And when I'm thinking about a movie I want to watch on Halloween, something along those lines. But thank you guys for listening. Go watch a horror movie. Go watch something spooky. Let me know what you're thinking about. Let me know what movies you like in those categories. And let me know what movies that I missed. If I missed any, give me some recommendations. I'd love to give you some. Spooky season's done. This is it. It's Halloween. So I hope you had a good time. I did. I literally made this episode because like, I want to talk a little bit more about horror movies. So I did it. And I hope that the one thing you can take out of this is that it does not need to be spooky season for you to watch these movies. Appreciate them. Love them. Tell people that you like them and recommend them to people. Go see something new and be spooky whenever you feel like it. So thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Storm is literally snoring next to me, even though I am wide awake because I've had this nice cup of coffee. He's making me want to take a quick nap because he looks so comfy. I think this is going to be this week's episode. I'm going to take a bit of a break. Uh, Next week, I think it should pan out that it'll be Ghostbusters. Um, But if not, uh, there'll be a Ghostbusters review, and then we'll figure some stuff out. So thank you guys for listening. Y'all are the best. Enjoy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Be safe and be kind. And please rewind.